Welcome to Brand by Design with myself, Ashley Brianna Eve, certified BG5 business consultant, BG5 business cycles consultant, and student at the International Human Design School in their holistic analyst degree. This podcast is designed to help you leverage your unique expertise to build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, which creates more impact with your ideas and gets your message heard. If you know it is time to create a clear, consistent, creative personal brand, this is the space. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so nice to have you guys here and really nice to sit down and record a podcast episode for you. If you're a part of my community, you know that this year has just been a trial by fire with the new farm, running a sanctuary, and really getting my bearings on all pieces of my life now. Yes, it is the dream life and our dream lives also come with a shadow aspect. So I feel like I am finally gaining my footing. Fall is my time of year in business and in launching and just in energy overall. So we are hanging around running. Hopefully you will see more consistent episodes over here and more consistent episodes in other podcasts and projects that I have coming. That is the goal. I said to my husband, he asked what I want for my birthday because my birthday's coming up. And I said, honestly, to sleep. <laughs> I want to be able to nap. I want nothing to go wrong. I want all of the animals to keep their shit together for a couple days. And I just literally want to nap all day and watch movies. So that is my hope for my birthday. But it also speaks to how crazy this year has been since we got the farm, started the sanctuary, and really started building it out. However... Why am I here? What do I want to talk about today? Well, this episode I feel is going to go one of two ways. The first one, second line clients or community members are going to be like, forget this bitch. I don't want to hear this and I'm not listening anymore. The second way this is going to go, which is more my people, it's going to be the catalyst to transforming your marketing and copywriting as a second line. Because this is one of the biggest mistakes I see for the second lines in the online space. What is it? Well, let's start first with how to show up powerfully as a second line. I'll let you know the biggest mistake and then we're going to break it down for you. So the second lines, it is all about marketing your truest nature. Now, where a lot of people get really up in their head with this in the online space, especially because of a lot of the conditioning you are immersed in, the conditioning is telling you, just be you, do what comes easy, say what's on your mind, share you, you, your unique genius. Well, that often bypasses how to actually market yourself and connect with relevant clients as a second line. And also, what does it really mean in showing up to be told just to be you, do what comes easy, say what's on your mind, share your unique genius. Also, another thing that I'm just thinking about now that I want to add is it also creates an illusion because the illusion becomes, well, if it's not easy, I don't have to do it in business. If it doesn't light me up, if I'm a second line generator and it doesn't light me up, well, I don't have to do it in business because, well, hell, I'm just supposed to do what comes easy and what lights me up. So not only is it bypassing actual copywriting and marketing, but it is also creating illusions on what it means to show up as a second line. Because when you build a brand, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. However, 
It is not easy, especially in the beginning. The idea is to create a clear, consistent brand so it becomes easier over time. However, building an epic brand in the online space is going to challenge you to your core. So that's number one. How do we create memorable marketing as a second line? Well, we market your truest nature. How are the most successful second lines marketing their truest nature? They're doing that as master storytellers. And before I go deeper into that, I want to tell you the biggest mistake second lines are making in their marketing and copywriting in their personal brands. And that is centering yourself and how easy things are for you. We'll dive into this a little bit more in this episode. However, the truth is people really don't care that shit is easy for you until they understand how you are relevant to them and your storytelling by marketing your truest nature is how you connect with relevant clients. However, if your copywriting is constantly about how great you are and how magical you are because you're perfect and you were just born that way, it does not connect with people in your audience, likely also people in your audience that have been struggling with the thing they wanna hire you to help them with. So it can create a disconnect. All right, so let's back up one step. We're gonna go back to what I said as the pillar, the cornerstone of marketing your truest nature as a second line, and that is being a master storyteller. I am going to go over the pillars of storytelling and how to create compelling copywriting through the art of storytelling as a second line. All right, are you ready for this? You can grab a pen and paper or you can come back to this later. You can also check out my Instagram, I am Ashley Brianna Eve, where I have the five pillars, the top pillars written out as a post for you as well. Number one, truly great stories succeed because they capture the imagination of your audience of qualified clients. I stress qualified clients all the time to my community because it's critical that who you are speaking to is relevant to you, relevant to the transformation you can provide, relevant to who you desire to serve. However, they also need to have the resources to pay you. So. It's really important that when we look at quote unquote a niche or dream clients that the person is also qualified. And when we look at this, great stories capture the imagination of the audience and they also really bring them into the story as well. I think of Disney right away where dreams come true. I mean that right away, it's a tagline, but it really captures your imagination and it gets you in your feeling body which science shows people purchase from their emotions and justify with logic. That's actually a discussion I have in my PDF training once more with feeling in my new membership, Copy That Sells. We actually begin on Monday. It is all BG5, marketing and copywriting by design with a sales psychology twist. I can guarantee there's nothing else like it on the market right now. And I can't wait to dive in with the incredible community that has come together. But that is something I talk about, is bringing feeling into your marketing and copywriting because it brings us into the body, the subconscious mind, when we start to capture the imaginations with people, with feeling words, or even the word feel, when we start to capture the imagination with people, they get into their feeling body and they're able to connect with you at a deeper level. And that's also where they're purchasing from. So point one, truly great stories succeed because they capture the imagination of your audience of qualified clients. And one thing I want to 
add to that, actually, I'm going to backtrack. I was just about to start point two, but I'm going to backtrack. The stories that are capturing the imagination of your audience, I would recommend are relevant to your brand. I am sure in your lifetime, you have had a whole gambit of stories. <laughs> you have had adventures coming out the wazoo. They're not all relevant to your brand and bringing in random ass stories can just leave people more confused than clear on how you can help them. So when you're looking at what stories are really going to capture the imagination of my qualified clients, I would ask that in the lens of that are relevant to my brand. Number two, the story is true and is relevant to your unfair advantage, your unique genius as a second line in the marketplace. There has been a lot of frustration in recent years about people making up things. In fact, actually, now I think about this, there is someone, you know, here, here's the thing. This is a little bit of a sidebar right now. Don't tell anyone. I'm a little bit of a nerd for pop culture. And the only reason I use Twitter is to follow pop culture. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's just between us, right? All right. So this is where I heard this juicy news over on Twitter. Apparently, someone is coming out with this tell-all book. They know Oprah from when she was growing up. And her childhood that she has used to market her brand apparently, allegedly, is not true. And when this person had asked them, I can't remember if it's a family member or not, however, when they asked them why she lied, she said that her actual childhood wouldn't sell because people don't want to hear that. So it is, you know, the cross of the sleeping phoenix 2027 is bringing a lot of things to light and it's revealing a lot and exposing a lot of untruths that were bonding tribes together. The Cross of the Sleeping Phoenix is very individual. Therefore, what I would recommend, <laughs> and I know because you're in my community, you would do this anyway. However, this story is true. And again, we're looping it back to, why is it relevant to your unfair advantage? Why is it relevant to how you serve your qualified clients? Also for this point too, it must not only be factual, but consistent and authentic. Consistent is big. If you start having details changing over time, people are going to notice. And it's one thing to forget a year. God, I, time is an illusion for reals, guys. I honestly don't even know the year I started learning human design off the top of my head. I'm going to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm honest about that all the time. That's one thing. However, if it's consistent inconsistencies, people are going to pick up on that inconsistency and it's going to hurt your brand. It's going to not create trust. And one of the things we desire to do with your personal brand is create trust, all right? So trust is built through true stories that are relevant to your brand and are consistent and authentic. So I want you to start thinking of stories you have that are going to capture the imagination of your audience and that are consistent and authentic. One of the things I say to my clients all the time building personal brands is you want to say the same thing over and over and over again to the point of boredom. And for someone like me, when I first started in the online space, someone that was really addicted to the adrenaline rush, there was a serious detox period within my brand and within my message of being okay with 
saying the same thing over and over and over again. Because I would convince myself, and maybe you can relate to this, I would convince myself that I had to have a different message or a different story or a different this or a different that, launch something new because of my addiction to the adrenaline rush, not because it was aligned, although I would convince myself it was aligned, right? And this is also if you're an MG, where a lot of people are actually feeding lies from the devil to your not self. What do I mean by that? People will say, you're an MG, so you're meant to have all these ideas, always coming up with new things. And so, you know, don't have a niche, don't have a clear brand, just do you boo and you bounce around and whatever you wanna bounce around to. Well, really what we're doing is feeding into the not self, unhealthy defined sacral, getting into things it never had the energy for in the first place and then quitting, getting distracted through the openness and then quitting. So allowing yourself to come back to, all right, I'm going to pick these stories that capture the imagination of my audience that are relevant, consistent, and authentic, and I am going to say those babies over and over and over again. Now, one thing, a caveat I wanna mention here is your brand may evolve where certain stories are no longer relevant. When I first started out in the online space, a story I told a lot because it was very relevant was my that's it moment in corporate, walking out of corporate. Another story I told a lot was bankruptcy and declaring bankruptcy when I left my master's of social work. So those stories were pillars of my brand in the beginning. However, as I grew and as my personal brand grew, I did shift the stories that captured the imagination of my audience and which were consistent and authentic to my clients. Number three, great stories, they make a promise. So I want you to feel into these stories that are relevant to your unique genius, your unfair advantage in the marketplace, and relevant to your clients, what is the promise they are making? Promises can be things such as fun, money, freedom, safety, shortcuts, etc. right? It can be literally anything. But what is the promise that your story is making? The promise, guys, hear me when I say this, is going to be bold. It's going to be audacious. And it's going to make you stand out. This story and promise is something that is exceptional, one of a kind, which is going to make your brand stand out in a field of white sheep. So we wanna look at what is the promise it makes, the story makes, and how is it unique? One way you can also get deeper into how it's unique is do something I do. I doom scroll intentionally, sometimes on Facebook or Instagram, and I see what other people in my niche are talking about, how they're positioning themselves, what they're saying, and I go deeper into the gap in the market that I create. I notice the things that I see repeated all the time. I steer away from that. I notice the things that I really find icky about marketing. I steer away from that. And I simply leverage more of what makes me stand out. So it's a way you can doom scroll with intentionality. I would just not recommend that if you're someone that will start with comparison, feeling like you're behind, and now, you know, it's just a spiral of hell. But it is something that I use often because my main platforms are Instagram and Facebook and the podcast, but it's not really applicable to the podcast. And because those are my main platforms, I wanna know why I'm standing out when someone scrolls through, maybe a hashtag, for example. All right, number four, great stories are trusted. There is something to be said 
for getting off the adrenaline fix of your goals being strictly money-based, right? There's a lot of reasons for that. However, when our goals are strictly money-based, I need to hit 10K, I need to hit six figures per month, I need to hit this, I need to hit that. It really takes away from our patience in building authority in our niche. So people start chasing, what do I have to do to hit the next figure, monthly figure, rather than what do I have to do in my brand to build authority and trust? Now, it's not as sexy, is it? I mean, I can admit that. It's not as sexy to say, how do I build authority in my brand rather than how do I hit my next 10K? However, when we start to detox from the adrenaline rush, when we start to actually look at the long-term vision, focusing on stories that have you stand out and build authority in your niche is what's going to allow you to create a sustainable and scalable business long-term. A lot of the people that I've seen in the online space that have been in my network, when they focus simply on the numbers, they get exhausted, they get burned out. And a lot of the people I've known, even from when I started, that got sucked into that corner of the interwebs, <laughs> they're not around anymore. So put the effort into earning the trust of your audience by building authority in what you are the go-to expert in. For you especially, although, well, here's the thing. I do work with the twos. I am quite literally designed to work with second lines. You learn that in my signature offer, Brand by Design 101. I will also have PDFs to support you in that with Copy by Design, my membership, which starts Monday, October 1st. I believe that's Monday. <laughs> However, I am quite literally designed to work with the second line. So a lot of the language I use, such as your unfair advantage, your unique genius, that is quite literally targeted towards helping second lines unleash their unfair advantage and their unique genius. So when we look at creating a brand around that, we want to go deeper into what does that actually mean? What is that? What is your niche within your niche? Business coach is not a niche. Yeah. And I said this within my Instagram stories recently where I said, I noticed in my own brand when now I'm a four, six. So this is something that applies to everyone. However, when I, was broad in my brand of just BG5 business coach. Referrals really dried up. The brand was really slowing down. And there was that little bit of fear at first of, oh my God, did I overstay my welcome? Is no one interested in what I do anymore? I know I have so much potential to do so much good. And there was all these stories that started. However, when I put my CEO hat back on after my momentary lapse of logic, <laughs> I realized that my brand was too broad. So when I rebranded as brand by design or branded by design, my business blew up again and my inbox blew up. My Gmail blew up because people were saying, Ashley, you are the go-to expert I hear from this Facebook group I'm in, from this community I know, you are the go-to expert for building a brand. And I'm told you have tools that no one else has, this BG5 thing. And so for me and my brand, what I've noticed over time to be true with also helping people build seven figure, eight figure businesses in my own business alone, the more niched you are, I know the spiritual word hate, world hates that word. The more niched you are, the more you're able to earn the trust of your audience because you really become that go-to expert. It's kind of like, this is an example or analogy I use all the time with my community. If I'm looking, if I have a heart issue, my general doctor is not really 
gained my trust in treating a heart issue. <laughs> like they're not the go-to expert. I don't really trust them for that. I'll probably trust them or I would trust them to refer me to someone. Although even then, I'm not even gonna lie, I'd probably do my own research to figure out who the best go-to cardiologist is because I need my shit fixed and I don't trust just anyone to fix my heart because I kind of need that. So go-to experts that have created a brand through storytelling that are trusted are ones that are referred to and ones that gain momentum through natural omnipresence without that paid omnipresence because people are saying you need to go to this person. But that is the go-to expert. No one is in a Facebook community saying, oh my God, you have to see Sally. She's the best person at like general life stuff. Like if you just want to be happy, like that's who you go to. No one is referring to someone with that. I'm sorry, it's not fucking happening. So while I'm not going to convince anyone they need a niche, if you want to work with me, we do create a clear, consistent brand. It does not mean niching you. That's the most important thing. We just bring the pieces of you that are relevant to your brand into your brand. So it's easy, simple, clear. You get to go out and live your life instead of always being in your fucking business. But I'm not going to convince anyone they have to do that. At the end of the day, if you want to be the go-to expert, create a trusted brand as the authority in your niche. So what stories loop back to that? No one owes you their attention. No one owes you their sign up or their money to be in your offers or be in your energy. Be willing to put in the time, the blood, sweat, and tears to build a trusted brand. It is worth it and it will allow your brand itself to do the heavy lifting for you. So your brand carries that natural omnipresence, which is going to save you in ad revenue and is going to save you from doing that networking and doing that promotion yourself. Your community will do it for you. Five, great stories are subtle and leave space for the imagination of the listener. I always say great storytelling is very similar to great comedians, right? There's, it's not just talking, there's a nuance to it. And when we're looking at great stories, they are subtle and they do leave that space. It's like kind of cliffhangers, if you will. Allow people to step in, allow people to pick their own journey as part of the story you're telling, if you will. Either way, let people come into the story and talented marketers, they're going to understand that it's the community themselves that they're allowing to draw their own conclusions based on your stories. So they get a look at what does this mean to me? How do I feel about this? What's going on in my body as I hear this story? And if you're giving too many details, you lose people, you lose that subtlety and you lose that ability for people to kind of fill in the gaps on their own. So people are not as engaged. Great story, oh, number six. Great stories are rarely aimed at everyone. I'm hitting you again with this niche thing, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> the truth is people are busy. I mean, this is a fast paced world we live in. You can't deny that. People are busy and the average person is really epic at ignoring you and scrolling past. <laughs> There's just too many different points of views that we each have, too much going on in our life, we don't want to water down your story to appeal to everyone. Because if you water down your story to try and appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. Runaway brands are very specific and they learn how to match the worldview of a tiny audience. And then that tiny audience spreads their story. That tiny audience spreads the brand. So I want you to start thinking of, all right, great stories are rarely aimed at everyone. 
How can I speak to a specific audience, match their worldview, and allow them, again, to do that marketing for you as well, to allow your brand to do the heavy lifting for you? That tiny audience, I'm telling you, will spread your story faster than ads ever could because people that are obsessed with you want to talk about you. I guess people that are upset with you will also want to talk about you. However, (laughs) people that are obsessed, they want to talk about you. And especially if you're a 2-4, that is like your bread and butter. All right, I am going to, let's do one more. Seven, I think we're on seven. Great stories don't appeal to logic, they appeal to our senses. Again, this is literally the first PDF I created for Copy That Sells, my new membership. So if you wanna learn how to appeal to emotion, you need to be in Copy That Sells because it's a cornerstone of sales psychology. So here's the thing. Again, people, they are going to purchase from emotion and they justify with logic. So in your storytelling, start to leverage the different senses that we have to really connect with someone. This could look like literally including the word feel in your copywriting, evoking certain emotions. What are the emotions you want your story to evoke? Is it Excitement, okay, so how are you writing and speaking to evoke excitement from your audience? Maybe you have a new launch coming up and you wanna evoke emotion in your audience. So you can use that actual word word feel, evoke certain emotions. You can talk about looking and seeing, feeling, tasting. There's so many different ways this can go. However, I want you to start looking at how can I bring emotions into my story and senses into my story. Something to keep in mind as well is not everyone experiences the world in the same way as you. Now, we want to have the same worldview in our storytelling within our personal brand. However, you may be someone that's really into feeling. However, your audience may be more visual. So is your storytelling including the different senses or are you leaning only into one? That's something I would keep in mind as well. I do like using feel and emotions because again, people buy from emotions, not logic. However, in your storytelling in general, I would really recommend looking at, am I bringing all the emotions in? And even in your offers, right? You might have people that come into your world and you're always talking about visualizing and seeing and they're like, dude, I don't, I see nothing when I close my eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. We want to address this in the storytelling in your brand as well. Is someone very visual? Is someone more into feeling? Is someone into more tasting or hearing? Bring that all into your storytelling. All right, let's get into where second lines go wrong when they are leveraging that second line in their brand and in their marketing. So where second lines go wrong is centering themselves. Here's the thing, guys. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again because that's part of branding. People don't care about you until they know why you are relevant to them. You are literally just some stranger on the internet that blends in with a sea of other strangers. So it's really important that you're just not centering how perfect you are and a unicorn you are and everything just comes so easy to you and that's why you can help people. That does not actually make you relevant to people. In fact, being a four six myself, I work with twos and I also see the twos a lot obviously in my world and help the twos build their businesses. Often what it does is just alienate your audience because it's like, well, that's good for you because it comes so easy to you, but it could never come that easy to me. The very least, usually what you get is people, and maybe you can relate to this, saying you are so inspirational. I wish I could be like you. And then they go off and buy from someone else because they can't relate to you. 
Now, especially when we're looking at your profile, you have two lines in your profile. So we don't wanna forget your second line, right? If you're a 2-4, you're externalizing some wisdom. What is the wisdom you are externalizing? So we want to address both lines in your profile and we don't want to alienate your audience by just talking about yourself and how awesome you are, <laughs> right? Like I want you to actually, jokes aside, I want you to actually think about the last time you purchased from someone that their, all their marketing and copywriting was just patting themselves on the back on how fucking perfect they are. It's likely unless you knew that person prior and you know their heart and who they are, it's likely you haven't done that recently. So I want you to look at why does your unique genius actually make you relevant to your audience? That's going to help shift your perspective rather than speaking about just how awesome you are all the time. We know you're awesome. Of course you're awesome. So instead of just speaking about how awesome you are all the time, how and why does your unique genius actually make you relevant to your audience? Are you the role model? Are you helping them with practical solutions? So that would be the five. The role model's the two. Are you helping externalize a wisdom as a fourth line that what? What is the transformation that they get from it? So if you are a second line, I really want you to look at and start to bring attention to how much do I talk about myself and my marketing? How much do I position myself as this rare unicorn in my marketing? And something to keep in mind, like I said, it's going to alienate your audience, but also it can put you on this pedestal of almost being untouchable and when you're untouchable, it will really impact your conversion, especially as a second line, especially, especially if you're a 2-4. So that's something to look at, a common error people make. And again, I really think this common error happens because of all the conditioning and the online, what I call pop culture human design space, where it's just fed to you constantly to just be you, do what comes easy, say what's on your mind, share your, your unique genius which is not marketing. None of that is actual marketing. None of that has intentionality behind it. None of it is considering sales psychology or actually how to get your message heard by the right people. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot, gave me a tag over on Instagram and shared with some second lines in your life because it's time we revolutionize and make easier copywriting and marketing for the second lines. On that note as well, if you are looking to revolutionize copywriting and make your copywriting marketing easier so you can get your message heard and get paid for doing what you're best at, Copy That Sells a Membership is the place for you. We start on Monday and I would be absolutely honored to support you in that space. All right, guys, I'm out and I'll see you in the next episode.